0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for June twenty third, two 2022. A bit over 700 years ago, the Scots and the English are going at it. The Scots want independence, and the English want to tell everyone what to do. In 1314, the Battle of Bannockburn is fought just south of Stirling. The Scots, led by Robert the Bruce, win, even though they are outnumbered, nearly four to one. While this battle mostly ended the open conflict, it will be another 14 years before the English king will concede lordship over Scotland. Then it will be retaken, and the battle will continue. To this day, there is debate on the issue. The island is so small, a single country makes sense, but there is so much history and culture that true unification is doubtful. We can look on our own continent to see similar issues and places where the melting pot has worked. Here in the United States, a nearly blank slate has allowed people from around the world to adopt the American culture and identity. The glaring exceptions are the African and native populations. The mutiny on the HMS Bounty is a very well-known story. Well before that, explorer Henry Hudson and eight others are set adrift in a small boat while the mutinous crew sails back to England. Of the 13 crew who sailed towards home, five died before they landed. If the name Hudson sounds familiar, Hudson Bay in northern Ontario is where he was marooned, and Hudson River in New York is named for him. William Penn signs a friendship treaty with the Lenape Indians in 1683. Pennsylvania was one of the most open and tolerant of all the colonies. The other exception to adherence to the melting pot in America is the English and French in Canada. In 1713, French residents are given one year to declare allegiance to England or leave Nova Scotia. The Pacific Fur Company is formed in 1810. It will last for three years, but the trade in mostly beaver fur will make John Jacob Astor a very rich man. Congress establishes the government printing office in 1860. The GPO prints for Congress and other government agencies. One thing they do not print? Money. That is done by the Bureau of Engraving. The last Confederate Army surrenders at Fort Towson, Oklahoma Territory in 1865, two months after the famous surrender at Appomattox, Virginia. A group of four men receive a patent for the first commercially successful typewriter in 1868. The partnership will break up and the remaining members will license the patent to Remington, who was famous for their sewing machines and later typewriters. This was also the first model to use the now standard QWERTY keyboard layout. The International Olympic Committee is founded in 1894. The first modern Olympics were held in Athens two years later. The Winter Games were not part of the Ancient Greek Games and were added to the modern roster in 1924. Art Modell was born in 1925, a native of Brooklyn, New York. His occupation was in advertising and television production. In 1961, he headed a deal that purchased the Cleveland Browns. In Cleveland, he was considered a saint in the 60s and 70s. In the 80s and 90s, it soured and relations with the city imploded when he tried to move the Browns to Baltimore. The first SAT test was given in 1926, June Carter Cash was born in 1929 in a rural area of far western Virginia. The Carter family were part of the early Bristol recording sessions and became a national singing act in their own right. While touring, she met another country singer who was from Arkansas, Johnny Cash. Pilot Wiley Post and navigator Harold Gaddy take off from Long Island on what will become the first around-the-world airplane trip in 1931. The Civil Aeronautics Authority at is established in 1938 to regulate the airline passenger service and investigate accidents. The first successful navigation of the Northwest Passage from west to east departs British Columbia on this day in 1940. Sometimes in war, there are oops moments. In 1942, one of Germany's state-of-the-art fighter aircraft pilots becomes disoriented and mistakenly lands at a Royal Air Force Base in Wales. In a bipartisan move that would be astounding today, the Senate and House override President Truman's veto of the Taft-Hartley Act, which greatly limited the power of labor unions in 1947. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is 74 today. Entertainer Randy Jackson is 66. The Antarctic Treaty System comes into force in 1961, setting aside the frozen continent and surrounding areas for scientific purposes. It also limits military activity. Back in the day when computers filled rooms and relied on punch cards, IBM, known as Big Blue, decides to price hardware and software separately. This inaugurates the software industry and allows others to specialize in writing programs in 1969. They were called programs well before they were called applications and then simply apps. In that period, there were no graphical interfaces and no icons to click on. In fact, computers would have to load the program, then load the data to complete a run. And there was compiling a program also. Necessary steps at the time that still must be accomplished, but now it's in the background. French-Canadian hockey goalie Felix Potvin is 51 today. Potvin was one of the leading players in the early 90s that dramatically changed the way the position was played. He was nicknamed Felix the Cat for his quick reflexes. I have to wonder if anyone remembered the early cartoon character by that name. The White House is talking about ways to thwart the investigation into the Watergate break-in in 1972. President Nixon should never have taped a single conversation. The major point to recall about the Watergate affair was this. The media turned against the president. NASA unveils a new facility to build components for the International Space Station in 1994. The last of Syria's admitted chemical weapons are destined for destruction in 2014. The United Kingdom votes by a narrow margin to leave the European Union in 2016. That's History and Comment for the 23rd day of June, 2022. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.